Good morning, guys, and I don't know why I always say good morning because there is really no telling what time this is going to go up or what time <laughs> what time you are listening to it from your end. But this is Christina C. Jones on behalf of the Girl Have You Read uh, website, podcast, entity, whatever you want to call it. And today I have the pleasure of being joined by the prolific and talented and also my freaking friend, Love hey. Belvin. <laughs> so um, today we're going to spend some time talking with Love just about um, about her, herself as a writer and just her philosophies around writing and the literary community and all of that. And so I'm just gonna dive right in. Normally, I would, I would, I would ask, like, okay, do an intro for yourself for the people who don't know about you, blah 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 blah. But I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna do that. I like let's let's just get right into it because if we if we, if we keeping it a buck, right. the people already know who you oh. are. <laughs> right now, <wait. laughs> I thought you were gonna say that's why I'm like, yeah, girl. <laughs> so okay, let's start with um. You as a writer, mm-hmm. when you're thinking about your work and you, and the work that you've produced so far, what, whatever you're working on now, which I mean, I say whatever, but I know what you're working on now. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like your voice as a writer has like a specific music to it, like a specific rhythm? Like there are certain elements or themes that are always present that makes this like you can tell that this is a love Belvin project of course of course absolutely since um since book one and it it was not intentional at all you're gonna always have broken people you're gonna whether it's both or whether it's a male or female you're gonna Mm -hmm. always have someone very stubborn um you're gonna always have someone that's really like I don't I don't need this (laughs) I don't need you. I don't need this, which tends to frustrate readers, but oh well. Um, you're gonna always have um, spirituality. I uh, I just believe that for the issues that we often bring into relationships, you kind of need that force or you need that thing that's gonna help you understand who you are and understand what your flaws are and understand that you're still worthy, you're lovable and all that good stuff. So there's going to be a piece of spirituality in there to some degree. There's going to be um, some eroticism in there, uh, that erotica piece, because we are talking about, um, you know, relationships, you know, and that that's a strong part of a good one, in my opinion. Um, (laughs) Um, yeah, so I, I think there's definitely a rhythm to it. There's, and those are the type of stories that attract me. Those are the type of clients, as you know, I, I refer to them as that, that attract me. Um, and I have, they all have to meet, you know, those, those criteria. Like, what can I pull out of it? So, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. Okay. So with that said, like, I noticed you mentioned how, Sometimes that that brokenness or that stubbornness or whatever it is that for one or both parts parties in the relationship that's kind of presenting itself as an obstacle that frustrates the readers. Yeah. And so what I want to know is, do you read your own reviews? I mean, I already know the answer to this question, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. for the people, 
do you read your own reviews and how does that affect or inform your work? Like how does that, how does that feedback that you get directly from quote unquote, the people, how does that factor into what you do? So it doesn't factor into the creativity piece, like, right? Because my clients mm-hmm. are who they are. I like what I like. Um, and not to sound, you know, uh, haughty or so rigid, but I I'm, I'm, I am who I am and I'm comfortable with who I am, right? That's mm-hmm. personally, that's professionally. And I know that I'm not perfect and that's personally and professionally. So when I'm looking at reviews, because I do read reviews, I feel like this is a two-way street. You know, these these people who purchase my books, they fund my lifestyle, you know, mm-hmm. at this point in my life. So I think it's very important to see, I'm more concerned about the packaging of it. Like, are they complaining about errors? And you know me, that's always been like, I've been obsessed with it. To the, Maybe mm-hmm. to the, I'm, most people around me tell me that I'm, I'm overly obsessed with, unnecessarily obsessed with it. Like, I just put away a book as if you were going to be coming to my office now. I, like, I put away this book and I was like, dang, I got to tell they what am I going to do with these books? But the, the paperback is here because I went mm-hmm. in and I, and I corrected errors in the book. <laughs> this book is old. And it's not like, you know, I'm not the type of person I'm just going to leave it there and just let that be done with it. Like I'm constantly looking to perfect it. I want that package mm-hmm. to be real. I want production when you, like I'm really big on production when you are opening up an LB novel and I want consistency and I don't have those things yet. So Anyway, when I'm looking at those reviews, um, first thing I want to know is how do we do editing wise? Because I have mm-hmm. a whole bunch of people on my team and not only person at any team that don't get paid is you when you read the book and my sister, Yerubia, <laughs> when she reads the book, everybody else get paid. And it's just like, I got to make sure we're doing the right thing. So I want to, um, that's the first thing I look at. And then um, I, I do want to see if we're connecting on these clients. I do want to see if you mm-hmm. like them the way that I like them. If you, if you saw like, you know, an interesting storyline in them the way that I did, but if you didn't, and not everyone does. And that's mm-hmm. one of the things that I, I learned early on in the game. Not everyone is going to love these people the way you do. Um, tell me why, like, is there something like, is there something off or is there a hole in the story that I, did I not cover something? Those are the things that I look at. And I think I, I read the reviews for the first, possibly the first five days or so now, because mm-hmm. this has changed because before I used to read a little more than that. And now I, I read those first close to 100 reviews if I get that now. Thanks, Um, And then I just, I, it'll just give me an idea, a snapshot of how was it received. And mm-hmm. then I'll then I'll call up my author bestie and either I'll cry or either I'll celebrate. Hey, this is what they thought of it. And and, and, <laughs> and it's just on to the next. It doesn't change. Like, you know, my muted love was just published. Um, I needed an idea of what they thought about how I presented it because I did some timeline manipulation of it and I wanted to make sure it read correctly, right? Mm-hmm. So I read, you know, the first few, you know, reviews and like I got it, like someone said you know, I wish love would stop writing about women who are poor and they and they intersect with men who have a lot of money and write about mm-hmm. a girl or woman who's rich. And I think that's a valid argument. Do I need to know that? Is it something? Is that, is that a more appropriate conversation for you to have with your girlfriend, another reader or something? Yeah. But at the same time, you know, it's interesting to just, you know, get that get that feedback. Is that going to change what's going to happen in book two? Absolutely not. Is that going to change right. my next project? Absolutely not. 
but it's just interesting to see what people, you know, got out of it. But, um, but yeah, I, I definitely read the reviews and no, it does not change the art form. I'm mm-hmm. on it. I'm, I'm really big on packaging. If, if, if child, you can hate Milan all you want, but if you can tell me I went like two chapters and you did not pick up an error, child, my day is made. That's <laughs> really, that's, that's, that's more or less what I'm looking for. And I feel like both of those are really healthy ways to look at it, you know, because like you said, when you're, when you're, it's, it's like, it's part of your brand, right? It's part of who you're presenting yourself as, as, as the author, it's part of how you're presenting the work. And so making sure and not wanting to see certain things, especially if it's something that you're working on, you know what I mean? Like you don't want to have been you know, perfecting your wingtip eyeliner and nobody notice it. (laughs) You know, you want people to, you want people to take notice. And, you know, with something like that, the way that they take notice is by not, you know, is by not having anything to say about that. And so that's absolutely a healthy, um, a healthy thing to look for in those reviews. And then, like you said, making sure that the reader is connecting with, 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 with what you're presenting and what you're putting forward. And it's funny that you bring that up because that's actually another one of my questions okay. <laughs> that actually ties into another one of the questions that I have that was, you know, for you. And this is, again, something that you and I have talked about, but I feel like it would be something or that that it could potentially be something that's important for readers to to hear. Um, and but the question itself is, do you have a project that you feel went underappreciated when you released it? Like oh, the readers please. just didn't get it. They, they like, please. They're y'all yeah. just weren't you. You just on weren't the same page. <laughs> Yeah, We're you just weren't on the same page. page. Um, yes, absolutely. My first, <laughs> the first <laughs> project was loves um loves uh inconvenient truth. I feel like that's uh, Ellen and Jackson. And Jackson, I felt like that was my most underappreciated. <laughs> like when it dropped, it was like in the forest and no one was there. And I put so much passion. Mm-hmm. Like I got, I put so much passion behind it, and I feel like people were just like, okay, but <laughs> and like you know, and I'm just like, did you guys get her? Like, did you did you get? And and, and I do. I, and if I can, I want to shout out um, Lisa Marie because that's probably her mm-hmm. favorite. And I'm hearing from people, and, and I tell you this all the time. I hear from from readers who champion these stories or the projects or the series years mm-hmm. after it's been put out when it <laughs> when you could have used it up front. Yeah. <laughs> but so lit definitely has its you know its 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 you know crusaders or whatever. But I just felt like. I just didn't, and it came, it came after waiting to breathe. So I don't know. I just, I just felt like it was totally missed. And then on the back end, I got beat up because my publishing partner felt like it should have been broken up into two books. And I still don't feel it. It, it mm. should have. I, 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 but it is, it is ridiculously long. It really is. But it's because I was that captivated by L, this woman mm-hmm. who's had, you know, trauma in her childhood, um, and really tried to recreate herself some habit she couldn't shake, but she found a man who was younger than her that was able to see through it. He had his issues too. And he was just like, you're still a diamond to me. Like you're still, Mm -hmm. you know, you're still again, lovable. I see you're broken, but I can see through that. And he too had issues from his father who he adored or whatever. And it was just Mm -hmm. like a dynamic pairing. And again, crickets. Yeah. So, so definitely I, I was that, that project, 
is my baby. Well, they're all my babies. I, I don't love one more than the other, but that was certainly one that I felt like they weren't with me though. <laughs> they yeah. weren't feeling okay. me though. So I have a follow-up to that. Like you mm-hmm. mentioned the project that came before it, Waiting to Breathe, which was Stanton and Zoe. It was a two-book project. You know, it kind of had that um, Zoe was younger than Stanton. And so there was kind of this element of him being able to teach her. And there was just all these certain elements that went into that Waiting to Breathe project. And then you have Lit, Love's Inconvenience Truth. Love's inconvenient truth (laughs) if I could get my words together which was just in a way it was just a whole lot heavier Mm -hmm. in tone Mm -hmm. like because of who Elle was Mm -hmm. and all of that do you feel like the reception for that project would have been different had it been had it had you released that at a different time in your career like if that had been your first project or if that if you had put that out you know in 2019 like do you feel like just the placement of it in your catalog would have made a difference or even like certain political climates and certain you know just the way that society and the world has changed in that time do you feel like the reception of it would have been different possibly Uh, of course I think all those elements can definitely affect the success of a book it it really can. So that 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 could definitely be true. Is that the truth? I'm not quite sure. Mm-hmm. But um, but definitely, I think at this point in my career, I can be a little. I don't know. I can't even say that. I, I could be a little more liberal in terms of what I take on. But I don't think that's true either. If you look at my reviews, <laughs> um, but I don't. I, I don't. I don't know if it was because I was gonna say when you when you asked the first question that. Mm-hmm. It was my second project, but that was untrue. It was supposed to be my second project. Now, if that had been put out after Lip, then I can see because it took on a totally different tone mm-hmm. um, than than Lip did. Um, and, and like you like you pointed out, it took on a totally different tone and waiting to breathe. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, possibly. It, if I would have put it out later on in my career, could have been a different response to it. Um, possibly, I it it, it, it could have it could have. Mm-hmm. You do a lot of you you do a lot of series. Uh, Lip is. I believe, if I'm remembering correctly, Lit is your only standalone project. Like we typically get, you know, multiple books on a couple. Um, the first series was four books, and then, you know, so we we get any we typically get anywhere from two to four books that kind of follow along on the same journey with this one couple. Right. Um, and when you when you write that first book, it's like okay, I'm 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 setting the scene. I can do whatever it is that I want to do. Like it's it's my world. I'm creating the universe here. Is I, 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 you've got the freedom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> with that yeah. first book, absolutely. But then you come to that last book, that and last book, you've man. got to keep the momentum. Yeah, man. Well, you've got to keep the momentum while also bringing it to a satisfying close. And you've yeah. got all this pressure of the people who adored that first book. They adored the characters. Their 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 mind is ready. They're ready to go. They're 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 with you. Yeah. How do you manage or live up to the pressure of what you created in that first book? Man, that's hard. Um, and I'm gonna tell you, it ain't that first book that messes me up. It's always that darn middle one. That's what messes see that. me up. It's <laughs> not the first one. The first one, like, and you 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 described the first one perfectly, but you just forgot to m- mention that middle. Whether it's yeah that, you know, Love Uncharted, whether it's In Love with Ezra, those are my first, my favorite two books 
by me, I think. I don't even, I thought. Huh. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I've always been very clear on that. I thought, um, I thought the low of love was um, was me. That's, well, that was another middle book that I thought was meeting those two. But those two, I mean, you know, but even in a lot of love, I go, I just let them go buck wild. I let them do whatever <laughs> they want to do. I'm on cruise control. Like, y'all do whatever you want to do. But then it makes it more difficult when it's mm-hmm. time to close the story. And certain elements have to, has to be, you know, met and addressed and closed out. And some of them don't. I used to get in trouble by the readers because they wanted to know what happened to this sub character. And I'm like, I don't give a crap what happened to them. They were not the subject, you know? But I just have yeah. to make sure that everything significant was addressed. And it is hugely difficult to do that. And I think what does help is when I have not my beta readers per se, but those who like those are my editing team mm-hmm. who um, who may ask a question um, like. Yeah, I think I think that. But I also think what helps, too, is because I kind of had a vision of where the story was going and what those significant parts are. But it is really difficult to land that plane because you mm-hmm. toss all of those elements in the air. Like, you you know, it, it's just frenzy. You got to smooth out and make clear and, and make it firm that they're committed and they're going to be together forever, whether, you know, bad times are going to come or whatever. You have to have that confidence that you've gotten them to that place. But it's it's really hard. It, it, it really, really is. And I feel like I'm getting old because I'm over it. <laughs> <laughs> I am so over it, but I love what I do. I love what I do. And, you know, it is what it is. And I mean, what, what you said about loving what you do, like, I feel like it's apparent in your work. And I, I promise I'm not just saying that because you're my bae. <laughs> like, seriously, like, I feel like it's apparent in your work because even when you're, this is something you and I have talked about, even when we're, you know, going back and forth and you're talking to me and you're, 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 you're talking me through your storyline and you're telling me these different things that are going to happen in these different elements. It's like your passion is clear there, you know, because I'm hearing your voice. It's happening, you know, in voice notes and I can hear your voice. I can hear your excitement and all of that. The readers don't get that part of it. But when you send me this manuscript and I'm seeing it and I'm like, I'm actually reading the words, it's a different experience, but that passion and that, that, that care and consideration and all of that it 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 still comes through if right. you give me just that moment to to stand. <laughs> you do the same thing to me too. You do the exact same thing, and I'll listen to all of the details, and I'm like, okay, and I feel like I have a pretty good handle on what you're doing and what you're gonna do. I have nothing when I finally get that manuscript. I'm like, hey, hold up, wait, it's a different experience. I'm like, yeah. whoa, where did this come? Oh man, love on highlight reel, and I'm not trying to you know, change the direction of it. But that was just a clear, I, you know, I used to work in public health. I work with my mm-hmm. uh, colleague, she and I are still friends. I, even if you don't remember, I've brought her up to you. Uh, the, the two old colleagues I used to work with and mm-hmm. I still try to meet up with them. But anyway, one athletic white girl loves hip hop. And I guess she always had been, you know, like the, 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 the underdog. So all you have to do is mm-hmm. put some pressure under her and she's going to come out on top. So I'm the diva in the office. And I said something. <laughs> and I used to wear heels every day. And I said something about, 
Megan, get out of here. You can't even walk in hills. When I tell you Megan literally came in the next day with red hills on and she walked back, it was because it was a fr- <laughs> that's how petty she was. It was like, a, she was serious. Like it was like this pressure. So when, when it's time for CK1 and you and I finally got our joint project storyline and we finally agreed, it was like magic. Like mm-hmm. everything came together. And, you, you know, we talked about, you know, these characters and what was going to happen and all that good stuff. And I'm like, hey, that's good. That's good. Child, my bae was having secret <laughs> meetings with herself behind my back because bae was like, dang, I got to make this longer because I'm with her. And then I felt like you were like, I know LB is going to come with like this urban element. And when I tell you I read Love on a Highlight Reel and I almost passed the bleep out, <laughs> JJ is still my favorite king. Like he is to this very day still my favorite king i mean they're all different they all have wonderful elements i love them all all of them but jj you can tell it's apparent how many how many of my projects is jj in <laughs> like <laughs> that is my guy and that's how i felt about you like she had she had private meetings about <laughs> our baby without me but you know phenomenal. what though? You know what, though? I feel like that is part of the beauty in collaboration because I feel like, like I, like we were already friends, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like Connecticut Kings, it probably would not have even happened if we Mm -hmm. were not, you know, it was because we had that connection. And that is just the beauty of being able to collaborate with someone who makes you want to level up in these certain ways. Like, okay, I can't, I can't do like my norm, my norm might be 65 or 70,000 words, but I can't come with a 65 or 75,000 word, you know, and talking about I'm part of a series, you know, if my bae is going to put out a hundred thousand words, like I gotta, I I gotta level up. I gotta, (laughs) I gotta bring it, I gotta bring it through. And so that to me, that's just part of the beauty of it and being able to, being able to use something like that. Not, you know, not in a competitive way, but in a let me step my game up right, kind of way. Right. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of stepping your game up, <laughs> my my next question, you know, so okay. First project, um, Love's Impossible Probability. Did I did I say that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, because I I I I I twist them. <laughs> I do too. All the time. I twist them All the time. So we have Raina and Asmir for you know your first project, and then latest project we have Ashton and Tori. So you and and in between those, you know, uh, Ezra and Legs and Ra- Raj and Winter, and just all these different couples that you've taken on with such different stories, such different dynamics. And you've taken them on beautifully, each in their own way. But from your first published project mm-hmm. to now, mm-hmm. where do you feel like your most development has happened as an author? That's how you're going to do me. <laughs> um, there has been development. Um, there has been development. I don't, I don't know it to be deliberate. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know how to answer that. I don't, I don't, I don't have an answer for that because it's going to always sound shallowy. Like it's going to always sound like, oh, she always says that. But I promise I mean, you. If I, it's the truth, it's the truth though. It's the truth because I really, these people are real to me. Like I really mm-hmm. take them on 
based upon what I see of them. And like, even from like Asmir to Ezra, who was difficult, and then to, to Sadiq, who was the most challenging because of his lifestyle. I it I just feel like I I have to move or I have to push myself and I don't think I've honestly I, I don't think I've done my best with them like I think I could have done better if I was in a jail cell you know with no, no social media <laughs> no distractions. yeah 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 I feel like I honestly could have done better if my life was quieter um mm-hmm. but I, I it just makes me when I when I let them marinate in my mind and it's typically inconvenient because I'm working on a current project. I just get so excited by their by their layers, and I don't <clears throat> I don't know developing as a I just I don't know I can't answer, I don't know how to answer that question. <laughs> well, you know what we're gonna we we I'm not even gonna stress you I'm not even gonna <laughs> okay. I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna push it because I but like I because I get it it's like it's it's like trying to. It's like trying not necessarily judge yourself, but it's like it's trying to it's like trying to grade your own test. <laughs> like it's, it's, it's really hard because I know each like I so so this I don't know if you mean like technically I know I focus more on the technical like right mm-hmm. I feel like I in terms of my clients their personalities allowing them to be them identifying them I got that in the bag the technical mm-hmm. part I still don't like I still try to I still strive to. To, to use different words, like simple words. I ain't talking about no SAT words. I still try uh, strive to use different words to express uh, how he walked or mm-hmm. what he said or how he looked at her. I struggle with those things. Like I want a different voice. And it's just like, well, LB, you're just one person. You're one, you're one therapist. You know, there are many mm-hmm. clients, but you're helping them. You're the recorder. So but I'm like, no, it has to be better. It has to be fresher. It has to be different because I kept using this the same word. I've been using them for the past three projects and I don't want to use that word anymore. And I really, really, I had meltdowns, private meltdowns trying to use, but then I, I you know what that does? It stalls the recording process. Mm. I will legit get frustrated because I don't want to use the word glance again and I'll get on social media. And it's so counterproductive, but that's just what I want. Like, I want to, you know, I, I challenge myself with those technical things. And um, so when you're talking about developing, that's real developing for me at this stage mm-hmm. of my, my career. And I just don't think I've mastered that yet. I, well, the voice of telling the story, the, the way that you're presenting the story, it, we're writers, it's all in the words, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Again, do I use the word gate? Oh, did I ever tell you this joke, babe? I did tell you the joke recently about gate, right? Gate versus gate. Yes, yes, yes. I won't tell tell the people who are listening because it won't be the same. But like just, okay, you know, traverse. He traversed the room. Did he, did he, um, oh God, what's another one? Meander. Did he, like just different ways. and, and, And does my client sound like that? Is that a way my client? Sometimes I sometimes I have to say screw my client. It has to be LB style. I mean, sometimes right. like I can't say screw my like for Tori. I can't say screw screw Tori. Sometimes I got to say this is Tori. Like this has to be delivered in a way that Tori can say it at this point in her life. I struggle with those things and developmentally, I would like to master that and I have not. So if we're talking technical, I'm still working on it. Well, absolutely. Because my thing is, 
will you ever feel like you've mastered it? Wow. I don't like I, I don't I don't know that I don't know that most artists, you know, would ever feel like they have like they've mastered every part of their craft. I feel like we're always I feel like it's just in us to find I, I'm going to say to find something wrong, even though that's not necessarily what I mean, but I feel like for people who create and for people who want the best, I feel like you're you're like there's a certain level of never satisfied that makes you a better creator. Do you want to hear because, something funny, babe? Go ahead. When I was writing Lip, I had so many satisfying points. I was mm-hmm. like, hey. Really? Ooh. And I reread, I, I reread that that series so many times, but I've mm-hmm. had a level of satisfaction then I don't have anymore. Like I don't, I'm like, no, this mm-hmm. is better. <laughs> and it's so bizarre, but I had it then, but I was a baby then. I didn't know what I was doing. I was just having mm-hmm. fun, you know? Um, and now I just don't have that. And you're right. Like it's just for some reason we don't allow ourselves that satisfaction, but it's not done purposely. Right. Really <laughs> I just... I don't know. I just, those are the things that I, I would like to be better developed. Those are the areas that I would like to be better developed in. Okay. No, that's, that's, I follow you. That's definitely like, and even like not, not even just overall, but even, even down to that, even down to glance, which you use as the example, Mm -hmm. I'm literally in my head, like, oh my God, I'm so tired of typing that word. Like if I type that word (laughs) one more time, but there's only so many that. Yeah, and I don't want to say know. look because that's not you know looked is not eloquent enough for LV. But guess what? <laughs> I'm like, how many times I said, "Child, who was it?" Uh, Shumita, and I always tell you about Shumita, my researcher, and she cuts mm-hmm. me. She writes me a new one without any like. She always goes in on me about my you know about my stories and stuff like that. And she yeah. said, you know, you use this the word look a whole lot. It was, it, it was somebody. It was like, because she can't even read a full series of mine. She doesn't She doesn't like my storyline. She doesn't like my characters. And it was probably like, maybe he was a friend or something like mm-hmm. that. So you use that word a lot. And you know that got to me because I knew that. Like, I felt that. And I was like, dang, I got to yeah. do better. I got to get better. So, <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, so you just opened up a wall. You just snatched off a band-aid, babe. My bad. <laughs> All right, my bad. I'm about to snatch off another one. <laughs> okay. Whether or not you agree with it, like whether you can see it and be like, you know what, they're right, or like, uh-uh, I don't accept that. What's the toughest criticism you've received about your work? And how, like, how do you... How do you navigate that? Um, I received some harsh criticism too. Um, oh gosh. Um, I'm trying to think. The, the most recent one was about it being realistic. I think that was the Sadiq series. I told you I just moseyed mm-hmm. my way onto that. Looking at those reviews for the the one and two stars because I I read them all you know I'm I'm not afraid, um, and you know this is not realistic and you know I, I take it in and I think about it and I try to you know view it from you know that perspective or lip my very first one 
mm-hmm. I put out there and oh man, and I, I'm saying it's the wrong person for two reasons, because you're so militant. (laughs) But I remember this white woman from Brooklyn, but she lives in California now, older woman. She could be in her 60s at this point. I don't know. But at that time, you know, she was still an older woman and she read it because she didn't know. She didn't know it was black characters. And I'll be honest with you, when she found out, she still finished the book. Mm -hmm. But she felt Raina's character was unrealistic because Raina came from an environment where her mom was an addict and her dad left her mom and she didn't feel that a, a, a black woman coming from that environment could go to Duke University, could ever get it. She just felt like that was a stretch. And wow. she, yeah, she said that was not realistic. And that bothered me like a whole lot. Um, yeah. Because that's not true. <laughs> because right. that's not true. And that ate at me, but that could have honestly eating at me because it was like, you know, my first project and I was new to it and I was like crazy sensitive about the stuff that I heard. But mm-hmm. I think that's just it, the authenticity, not authenticity. I think just the, re- whether or not it's plausible, plausibility. Those mm-hmm. are the ones I pay attention to. Those are the ones, because like I tell you, that's why I read reviews, like I'm looking for those holes. So if you're mm-hmm. telling me this and if I'm getting a, a certain number of those in the reviews, that would eat at me. That would bother me. That would make me feel like, okay, Let's rethink this. What did you do wrong? Do, do I have a lot of those moments? No, <laughs> but right. if you want to ask like what, 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 what bothers me and what would, if it's overwhelming, that would bother me, you know, plausibility. I get, I get that. But, and this has nothing to do with, with, with you or <laughs> this interview, but just that, that, that plausibility thing, like that is something that, hmm. It's like you realize we're reading fiction, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like on one hand, I, I I get it. You know, you 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 want to feel like you're immersed, like you're able to be immersed in the story. You don't want something discordant coming out of you know coming out of left field and throwing you out of the story or anything like that. But it's fiction, it's and fiction. oftentimes truth is stranger than fiction. I know that's a cliche term. <laughs> But truth is often stranger than fiction. And I'm just like, what's unrealistic about a woman from that environment pulling herself out of that environment and going to a good school and making herself, you know, not a product of that environment, not letting that define her? Like, what's unrealistic about that? And it's, and it's, it all comes down to perspective. It all comes down to the perspective of the reader, of the person that's coming into it. Like I can say, you know, well, it's not realistic that, you know, he went to, you know, he 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 went to the grocery store and didn't bring me nothing back. What kind of man is that? That's not realistic. Every man I know always bring me something back from the grocery store. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so well, now, here's another or here's another example. CCJ can put out a book about a married couple who, you know, the husband had an episode of infidelity, but they mm-hmm. were able to work through it and they mm-hmm. did work through it and they got over it. Or here's a better example, because this one is closer to home. CCJ writes about a couple who went through a very turbulent time. They lost a child. They lost their home. Mm-hmm. It was just, they got beat up pretty bad. They get mm-hmm. into an argument one night and he hits her. Mm-hmm. And CCJ was able to illustrate how they worked it out. It was only that one time. It was only that mm-hmm. one time. And it wasn't like he 
punched her. It was maybe he just maybe she said some nasty things to him that beat mm-hmm. him up at the wrong time and he mm-hmm. made a mistake. And he mm-hmm. hit her that one time and it worked it out that they got therapy, they walked through it. You know, she had her reaction, blah, 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 blah. And because I am a married woman who just got cheated on, or I am a married woman who just got out of an abusive relationship, mm-hmm. then CCJ, that's not realistic, CCJ. You need to stop writing about this. You need to stop um, promoting right. domestic violence and infidelity. Did I? Did I? Right. <laughs> and it's based upon my experience, not CCJ's art, not just totally forgetting where CCJ's are. We're romance lovers. How do we work through real issues? This is a real mm-hmm. issue. I know of a couple that he hit her only one time. And I know this to be true. <laughs> that one mm-hmm. and I know what went into that. And I know what happened, like the the, the circumstances around it. They're, and this was like 25 years ago. <laughs> and they're mm-hmm. fine. So because that, and that's what I'm trying to say that because it's it's it's, it's possible, right? It's plausible that right. that can happen. Instead of seeing where CCJ is trying to go, trying to say these things happen within a relationship, you know, be, uh, between a, a black man and a black woman or whomever. Um, but be, now CCJ is glorifying infidelity, and it's, right. it it has a lot to do with where people are in their lives. So I mm-hmm. remember having this conversation with you at the beginning of our friendship about how with reviews and you're reading them, you really have to put it in perspective. You are meeting Mm -hmm. people in their circumstances. They're judging you based off their real life circumstances or their limited life circumstances. So you have to take all of that into account before you judge your art based upon what they are saying. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Yeah. It's sad, but it's true. It is honestly true. Yeah. And it's, it's part of, you know, it's just part of what we, you know, of what we as artists, as authors have to be willing to contend with. And you, you, you keep giving me these perfect segues. <laughs> you mentioned, you know, the beginning of our friendship, which was for both of us, pretty, pretty close to the, the beginning, beginning of our writing, of, careers. Of yeah. our writing careers. Right. Um, and so not necessarily that you have something that you regret or anything like that. But if you look back over the course of your career, the books that you've written, events that you've gone to, uh, interviews that you've given, um, promos that you put out, social media posts that you made, just all these different things that make up what has been presented. Do you have anything that you would just never do again? Not even saying that you regret it, not saying that you would take it back, but it's like, you know what? Mm-mm. Never again. Um, two things that comes to mind. Mm-hmm. One is CK1 promos. I gave my graphic, I gave my graphic designer <laughs> images of white people because I couldn't find black people. And you know, I think about this because I use my promos forever. They're 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 relevant, they're beautiful. I mm-hmm. use them forever but because of the recent event I wasn't able to pull from my CK1 promos mm-hmm. <laughs> so I had to pull from my CK2 promos and it works for me because I, it was just, it still happened to be the same characters I mm-hmm. wish I never went with those though that those white people and with those stock images because there's nothing I can do about it now there's nothing mm-hmm. I can do about it now. that's that's small but that's one of the things I regret 
another thing I regret, and I've talked about this before, was at the beginning of, of, of my career, mm-hmm. like, you know, I worked with, you know, people in my life that was like really championing my, you know, my new effort or my new um, idea to go ahead and finally start this, kick off this author venture or whatever. Right. And I had someone find out how do we get books um, how do we get my books to the people? I had someone else working on paperbacks. I had someone else working on a website or whatever. Marketing was me. Mm-hmm. And I marketed, so I found indie authors that were white because I did not know of any black indie authors that wrote what I wrote. I, you know, mm-hmm. and I, 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 I mean like street lit. I didn't want to, you know, I didn't, I did, I did not want to go in that direction because I didn't, that was not my, that's not the audience I wanted. Right. Right. So I, you know, went and I looked up indie authors who were very successful, very successful and with their first and second projects or whatever. And I tried to mimic their marketing to their wrong people. Knowing I had Mm -hmm. a heavy element of urban in my very first project and it did not work. I learned so much doing it though. I I will not lie Mm. to you. I learned so much and there was a few things that I got that were beneficial, but what happened was because I was, I was, I was wasting my time chasing an audience that did not belong to me. Mm -hmm. I did not, I did not find the audience that did for quite a few months, close to a year, maybe. So mm-hmm. what happened was I was like, "Think this is not working," and it's not working because you have a solid project. The writing is good. These are about black people, and then you're talking about a, a, a former king drug kingpin. Like these black mm-hmm. people ain't, ain't rocking with that. So I said, "I need to find black people <laughs> who write the way I write," and it it was like a light bulb that went off, and. I so happened upon a book, like I like I, I just happened to find a book that I felt like was like mine was not mm-hmm. urban or street lit. Talked about black people, real people from an urban area, professional people. And mm-hmm. once I did that, and I reached out, and I'm like, hey, I I got a problem here. <laughs> and I did. That was Keith Thomas Walker, and mm-hmm. he was able to put me in touch with you know, other authors, I won't name, but other authors that were, that wrote like me. And then mm-hmm. I was able to, to work with them. And then they were able to lead me to the promised land where my people were. Right. <laughs> you know, where my people were. And that's when I, 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 that's when I, I got my footing. And that's when I started connecting with people who would appreciate my art, but I spent like, money <laughs> and I mm-hmm. spent time that I couldn't get back, you know I can't get back and I felt like I could have found this earlier if I had known and it's funny because once I met Kate uh when I when I met KTW and he introduced me to these people I was like reading some good black lit that was mm-hmm. that was so good and I read good black, black lit before then but it was a little more urban than I knew my style to be so I was just like ah. <laughs> so, so that is one of the regrets that I had just but you but you don't know what you don't know okay right. and I was very right. proactive but that was that was about a good few months to close to a year of my publishing career that was wasted a few months I think I'm being a, a melodramatic with the year but, <laughs> um that I wasted because I did not know how to find readers that would consume my art so right so once again, you have given me a perfect transition. Looking just like Izzy. Looking just like Izzy. <laughs> um, 
so what you mentioned about being able to kind of find that pool of not just authors who write something similar to what you do, not just necessarily your peers, but being able to get connection to those readers. I feel like that's something that's changed a lot from the time that we both started writing to now. I feel like it's a whole lot easier to very clearly see, okay, these are the people who write like I write. It's very like we can you can very easily reach out and touch like you can, you know, you can inbox Love Velvet, you can inbox CCJ, you can inbox how you know what I mean? Um, And then the readers, you know, there's all these different groups and stuff that are available. There's the hashtags on Twitter where you can find common ground, hashtags on Instagram where you can find common ground, all of that. A lot has changed from the time, you know, that you wrote and published that first book until now. We've seen indies kind of get a little more respect. Like we're not, you know, quite as much of the redheaded stepchild or, you know, whatever, however the saying goes. Um, we've seen more and more events. We've seen more and more people coming into this pool as indie authors. Um, what are some trends that make you feel positive about the landscape of being a Black indie moving forward? And then, just to tell you a friend, <laughs> because I already feel like I know what you're going to say. For the second half of this question, <laughs> but but and the, but the thing is, I don't think that we I don't we, we we differ on where we're coming from, but I don't think that we disagree with each other's points. But the okay, so the first half of the question is trends that you feel positive about that you feel like are good, and then the other half is trends that you want to see less of. Mm. Okay, I'm about to surprise you. <laughs> so, the trends that I actually like and I'm really most proud of is that we are finding uh, black more more black women who are investing their money and their time into um, building a bridge for uh, black indie authors to meet our, our readers and mm-hmm. it's been phenomenal I think it's it's it was something I wanted for so long and then I realized like I'm writing books I don't have time to be doing that and yeah and then um and then it started and and it's different because I don't want to spend too much time on this but you and I both know before you had your indie love your behind the pen your girl have you met there were events that happened but it was like multiple day events and Mm -hmm. I was just like I can't do that that's just I I know I'm a Belgian but I'll end up exhausting myself you know (laughs) being with people for like you know a whole weekend or whatever that's not really, that's not my style at all. So now that we do have it, it's like, you know, it's, it's, it's a few hours you have with your readers. You get to finally put faces to names and energies, you know. Uh, I think that's been by far the biggest breakthrough, you know, like phenomenon, like in my career within the past mm-hmm. few years, and I love it. Um, as far as what I would like to see improved, mm-hmm. I will not answer that question only, <laughs> only, only because, you know, I, you know what I would like to see improve my technical <laughs> issues with my writing. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about other people. I would talk about me. How can I perfect my game? But I mm-hmm. think, um, you know, our, 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 our pocket, if you will, of indie authors, you know, I remember you coming to me one day and you're saying, LB, 
you know, I just feel like, you know, the authors that are coming in, their plight is different from ours, if they have one mm-hmm. at all. Like, and I was like, well, what you talking about, babe? And when you were able to articulate how, you know, we got beat up pretty mm-hmm. bad, <laughs> pretty badly. Like it was just, uh, just, oh my gosh, the, the, the feedback we got from whether it was peers or readers, you know, we got a lot. And, you know, these newer authors, they don't get that critical brush that we do or that, you know, mm-hmm. you're doing this wrong or you're doing that wrong or, you know, they don't, they don't get, I guess because I keep my hand, my head in the sand for the most part. I, and I was like, wow, I remember those days. I honestly mm-hmm. legit remember those days when we, we got it. I mean, and again, we got it from peers too, you know? Mm-hmm. And I don't think that um, that that I'm aware of, at least that that newer authors are getting that. I, I know they're getting a lot more reviews than we used to get back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> I, child, please, like even now, I beg for reviews, and you know, I you know, I don't I don't know that to be an issue for newer authors the way that you know we had to do. But yeah, just networking and all that other stuff. So. So I don't mm-hmm. I don't have an answer for the, the the second question, but the first is I I really love the networking piece and how these black women these organizers are allowing us to come from behind our computers and come touch on these women who support mm-hmm. us and they've been supporting us for years. So I'm I'm most proud of that. That's fair. I'm gonna let you rock. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna let you rock on that one. Okay, so my final question for you today is trying to figure out how to frame this even though the question is typed out it's it's, it's right here but (laughs) I don't know that I want to ask it in the way that it's typed out um okay so again you know going back to all the different couples that you've written about already all the different subject matters that you have tackled, all these different dynamics, these different um, these different backgrounds and all of that that you've tackled. You've done a lot over the course of, what is this, seven, eight years now? It's 2020? Seven. So yeah, seven, seven years. Wow, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so thinking ahead, what like, what do you want to see for Love Belvin in the future? Like, what, what, what path or direction do you want to see your work take? Well, you know the answer to this too. <laughs> I, um, I would like to change my schedule. I mm-hmm. feel like I've been on the same schedule for seven years. Well, well, that that first year, you know, uh, the first three books I put out, lit, which was in 2013, the first one was in May, second was in June, and the third was in November. Um, that was already written, like that that literally was done, mm-hmm. and then I had to go and finish book four or whatever. But basically, since 2014, I've been on the same schedule, like writing books, putting them out, writing books, putting them out, and like you don't come up from that. And I would like to come out of that. I would like to do more. research travel oh my god it's just like my fantasy to go and travel to places and not vacation to travel Mm -hmm. to to learn different cultures I would love to take Shamitha with me I I know I would have a blast and I would love to take my lover with me too because I'd have more fun but (laughs) (laughs) I would like to travel um I would like to travel so that I can put more substance into my work I, I mm-hmm. try to include like different places, fictional places or whatever, but I would like to 
learn about new cultures for real, for real. Especially when you take on uh, uh, a client like Ezra, you know, you have to be Mm -hmm. worldly, you know, and I don't think I am at this point. Um, I would like to do that. And I would like to, with my current body of work, I would like to kind of make it multidimensional, like I've talked to you before Mm -hmm. about. Like, I would love to see a few of my projects on the screen. Not all of them. They don't, they don't all have to be like um, in movie theaters per se, but I would like to, mm-hmm. I would think I would love to see them all in color, you know, but my point is I would love to finally get off the schedule and learn how to screenwrite. How many years ago was that when I told you that my cousin, her husband was here and he, oh. he gave me that. And I think you had the program too. He gave me that screenwriting program for free. Mm-hmm. Gave me a quick tutorial. I'm sure I forgot most of the things of how to how to write, how to screenwrite, and also how to budget by what you're putting in that, you know, in that piece of whatever. Screenplay. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I would love to do that, Bay. I would love to change and do that so that I can gain a different audience who are not necessarily readers, but love mm-hmm. stories. I would, I can't wait for that day for, for that to happen. And, and again, I'm still, I'm still in my, my creative world but I'm learning, you know, new ways to flex that creativity and have a different stream of income. Like, shoot, at this level, I took off a few months, as you know, to to do my first, I have to tell you, too, I don't even think I told you the, uh, the latest update with my audiobook. But um, <laughs> yeah, but it took so long because you have to learn the ins and outs, mm-hmm. um, things I won't mention that you already know mistakes that I've made errors that I've made and even doing that, but I wanted to do it because I wanted, you know, control of it and, and, and how you, how you pay for your ignorance. And, but it, but I got off my schedule to tend to that and getting off my schedule, you know, you you sacrifice money doing Mm -hmm. that. I, I would love in the future to just, um, still be again in my creative lane. I will, I would love to be, a story writer until, you know, until the Lord, good Lord says, okay, that's enough for you. But mm-hmm. I would love to work on it in different dimensions. And I would love to get off this current mm-hmm. schedule that I'm on and figure out a new way to bring my stories to to people who have never heard of me. You know, I still have, you know, readers and followers and supporters to gain. So that would be amazing. <laughs> let, let me, <laughs> let no, me no, just no, say babe, even babe. Okay is going to be amazing. Absolutely. Absolutely. It shall come to pass. It's we just, speak things that are not as though they were. Absolutely. So that's what we got to look forward to. Ain't no Absolutely. ifs. Ain't, Ain't no, no ifs. ifs. It's a win. It's a win. <laughs> okay. So is there just anything else that you like to say? Anything that you want people to know? Anything that you want to plug? Anything like that? The floor is yours. Wow, I wasn't prepared for this. I'm sorry. Um, and what's coming up? So my audio book uh, for uh, the introduction of the Love and Rhythm and Blues series, which is the Rhythm of Blues, uh, shall be published uh, prayerfully in the month of May. Um, mm-hmm. That should be next. And then not too soon after, I ain't making no promises, but not too soon after should be the second installment of um, my muted love series, um, hey. which is, yeah, <laughs> which is our muted recklessness, and it really should be published soon. I, I, I really, 
that's why I wanted to sit and talk to you earlier today so I can just spend the rest of the day doing that. That's why I did not mm -hmm. take a gym session today so I can spend the rest of the day finishing <laughs> that up. Um, and then once this series is over, I would like to move on to uh, Connecticut Kings 4, season 4. Um, hopefully have that out um, carefully by the fall. Mm -hmm. um, and that will be a standalone story the way it's supposed to be, <laughs> unlike my TV too. So that'll be a new, um, and people always ask this, do they actually this too? They always ask, um, for, particularly for CK, like, mm -hmm. is it going to be the same couple? Is it going to be a different couple? I'm like, no, it's going to be a different couple. So then why do I get offended by that? Because I always <laughs> do the same couples, right? <laughs> anyway, so that'll be, a, you know, a new couple. Um uh, coming out and in mm -hmm. uh, uh, beyond that, I just want to you know shout out to everyone and uh, we hear this all the time on the front line, the essential workers, but really those people who have to be out working and servicing those of us who don't have to be. Um, mm -hmm. Just want to send a special prayer and speak words of appreciation, gratitude, and um, health to those people um, because. This is going down in history books, Bay. Yeah. I was yeah. sleeping on it at first, but this is some real, real deal public health stuff that's going on here. So yeah. um, that's all I got for you, boo. Well, that's not all yeah. I got. That's not all <laughs> I got. That's not true. I, that's all the me being behaved and saying, you know, coloring say in a line. <laughs> that's all for the public to hear. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but it... As always, um, anytime that you, you know, that you come through and show love, not just for me, but for Girl Have You Read, your presence is appreciated, not just and not just on this podcast, but as a part of our literary community and as a part of the landscape. You're really the the blueprint for a lot of people. And I don't I don't mean that in like a shady way against them or anything like that, but I'm saying like you're somebody who, you know, who the community, who our peers like you're somebody to look up to and I appreciate that <laughs> I appreciate those words. but as always again thank you guys thank you not you guys thank you love for coming through and gracing us with your presence and answering some questions <laughs> the one question that really I'm messing with you I'm messing with you, but all right, guys. Thank you all for listening and bye. Bye.